Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. We're back with another episode. It's another day, another week of absolute insanity, all living in a clown world. And we don't feel like we're a part of that circus. We think you're probably <laughs> listening to us because you don't feel like you belong in the circus either. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Nope. <laughs> so again, this is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And today we've got more to talk about just to make sure that you're aware of some of the latest in the headlines, what the mainstream's saying, perhaps what other people are saying that doesn't really conform to all the narratives that are out there. Our desire, as you know, if you're a longtime listener now, we're coming up on our year anniversary this summer, girls. I know. Ooh, so exciting. <laughs> but if you know us, you know that it is our desire to pursue the truth and the truth will be found wherever the truth lies. And that might be left, right, and center. Who knows from a political perspective? We hate partisan politics. We're sick to death of the system in America that has grown more and more corrupt. And it's our desire to expose it, but more importantly, to challenge all of our listeners to do what we challenge each other to do, which is to just think. Look for yourself, research for yourselves, look to a diversity, uh, look through a diversity of sources and think critically, you know, and don't just believe us. Don't just believe anybody anymore. In fact, we pointed you this week to the Joe Rogan podcast. So maybe we should start there. Girls, I mean, (laughs) I know we've all known Bill Maher for years and years and years, known him as a very vocal Democrat with a political show, right? Called Politically Incorrect. And he's come under fire this year because he started really clapping back against the woke leftists. And he's been very vocal about it. And I think he's actually won himself some new fans because I got to be honest, I watch Bill now. And there were times where in my life where I was like, I don't know how much of him I can take. But I've really (laughs) been intrigued by his thoughts and watching him, as he says, he's not left the Democrat Party. He feels the Democrats have left him with this far left progressive woke agenda. Girls, what's your thoughts on Bill Moore? I love that I can listen to him, even on the things that I disagree with him on. It's not like, it's not triggering. It's not, um, I mean, it's like, it's a healthy discussion or, you know, it's just, I I really like what he says. And even whether I agree or not, I could sit there, sit down in a room and talk to him. And I just wish more people, we could be like that with more people. Well, I think everybody, yeah, I think the reason why that is, is because like you said, in the beginning of the the interview with Joe Rogan, it's like, he's a common sense dude who just wants to know the truth. And Mm -hmm. I think that's how, and like, that's what people are yearning for is just what is true and let's be logical about it and let's have some common freaking sense. And, And that has what, that's what's left, you know, the democratic party. If, you're talking about the ones who have just gone off the deep end. And I mean, I know that on the right, some have also gone off the deep end. Okay. (laughs) On both sides. That's why they call it extreme. But he's like, you know, I'm still liberal, but I'm, I've always been liberal, but I'm not, you know, it's different now. And it's not because of me, I haven't changed. And um, so I like that. And I like that he doesn't care, you know, where the truth lies, just like us. He just wants to know the truth and he's going to call it out if it's ridiculous. That's right. In fact, we played this on our stories this week. Check, here's Bill saying exactly what we think. And I don't even know if I trust Google. That's the problem these days. It's like, whatever I learn, I'm like, okay, but I don't 
trust anyone completely. I almost always feel like I'm getting somebody's narrative. Yes. I'm not getting a truth. I'm getting a narrative or something that feeds your narrative. And I just want to know. So, I mean, who else feels like that? We just I mean, want to know. But, but truly, every time I hear something, you're like, okay, I, I, truly now it's like, okay, what is the intention? What is the agenda behind this? Like, it, and I don't want to be like that, but you're just like, okay, it, it is. You really just can't trust anybody. You can't <laughs> anything. take any information at face value. And, you know, like when Holly says, do your own research, variety of sources, that also includes the sources that maybe you don't agree with or that trigger you or that, you know, are really hard for you to hear the other side. Because I'll tell you, I had a conversation with a friend just this week um, via <laughs> messengers and this, this person, like, you know, the cognitive dissonance is so real for some people. They refuse to look, they refuse to see, they refuse to hear if it doesn't fall in line with their, I guess, I don't even know what it is, their ideology or just anything like I, I make myself listen to things and it's uncomfortable and I'm like, oh, but I, but I have to, you have to, you have to hear every side because otherwise you will harden your brain and you will get in that cognitive dissonance. And this person is so deep down in it. It's, it's so sad. Like, it's really, really a shame because it's a really smart, smart person. And well, what we, we all know this person. And I remember having to address that person um, back in, gosh, I think it was pre 2020. It had to have been she, I think it was probably 2016, maybe it was during that election. She mm -hmm. was attacking mutual friends of ours on social media in a way that was disgusting. And, yeah. you know, you just think, look, I, I, I can appreciate your point of view. And a lot of times when I listen to people like Bill Maher, who can calmly tell why they believe what they believe, I can have empathy, more understanding of why they see it the way that they do doesn't mean that we agree, but it's like, I can appreciate their point of view and, and how they are coming to that conclusion, even if I'm coming to a different one. But you start, you know, start fights on social media or fight, start fighting with people over things in such a trashy way. And I will lose respect, you know, so quickly. And I think what's sad is that this is the very person who accused us of intolerance. Um, Complacency. No, complacency. complacency. Like we're complicit in things because we're being complacent. And now this person is completely complacent and has and is just deciding not to focus on things that she can't control. So therefore nothing matters. So it doesn't matter now, but it mattered for, for four years every single day. Every and she said in because you know you were sharing with us off off camera, off off recording. Off, off line. Yeah. You were saying, Amy, that, that that she said, well, I voted the orange man out. So I did my job. That was all she, yeah, that's it. But that's what a lot of that's people. That's what's so sad. Like, that's how, that's like, I want to be like, well, that just tells me a lot about you then. A lot, yeah. about, about, a lot about who you are. I mean, who, what you care about is really. Well, I just nothing. hope people are realizing that that's not the best reason to vote somebody out. That, that's Thank not you. the best reason to vote. No. You should vote. And, and you're not always going to like, we've said this before. You're not always going to like your doctor. You're not always going to like no. your teacher. You're not always going to like the personality, but if they do a damn good job and you, you can still disagree. There are people, look, Bill Maher still doesn't, still hates Trump. I don't know if he hates him, but does not like him. Still doesn't think he was, he did anything good, you know, all this stuff, but he still is under, he's coming to the, realize a lot of things that are happening and changing and that is okay. We yeah. all can do that. And yep. we can call everybody out. And honestly, I, as hard as it is, like we said, to hear other points of view or whatever, it is actually, I like to hear it. I want to, because it's like, do you ever just feel like, are we in two different worlds? How in the world can I see all of this and can't even begin to understand if anybody can see anything other than this? So when you start listening to that, you're like, oh, that's why. Yep. Or, oh, that's what they think. I just feel like it's a conscious choice not to no, or not to care. I mean, you, you are consciously not caring because it doesn't matter to you anymore because orange man's gone. Like well, if we go back to Bill Maher, you know, he, he probably voted, of course he voted for Biden. Of course he wanted Trump out, but he's not going to turn a blind eye to what Biden's doing. And, and he's yeah. going to call out the, the terror, the crazy things that are happening. It's not, you know, it, it doesn't hurt his ego to say, yeah, I voted for Biden. Yeah. I don't like Trump, but however, what's going crazy. on? Yeah. Shit's crazy right now. Yeah. And, well, 
Yeah, and, go ahead. And, and, and I think that, I, you know, I, I don't remember going to the polls really since I've been a voter and been like fabulously excited about right. any of the people I was, do you guys know what I mean? Like, it's like, Right. You know, again, I was voting for policies. Most of my life it was, well, if this person feels this way and they want to address the problems this way, let me just let me just break it down. For me, do you want more government? Do you want less government? I want less government. Therefore, I'm probably going to vote for the person who wants less government and is more about personal freedom and personal responsibility. So when something, for me, that's how I want to vote. Now, I think that what's happened is social media and media has changed the whole game. And, and now people vote so much based on emotion without knowing policy. They do not know the policies of the people. I, I would argue that a lot of Trump voters don't know his policies. I mean, they just like some of the things he does, but they don't really know his policies in the same way. Trump haters don't know their policies. Trust me, I've had conversations with y'all and y'all don't know any of his policies. Your, your words to me across the board are, I don't like his personality. Yeah, well, I hope you like inflation. I'm, well, right. This is my personal opinion. I hope you like inflation. I hope you like broken down borders. I hope you like a war in Ukraine. I hope you like the fact that China is now rising back to into a place of prominent power that I felt like we were able to put them more in check in during the Trump administration in terms of business for sure. But again, it's not, I'm not defending Trump, but what I'm saying is our voting has got to become more about policy than personality. And, and being educated. I, I mean, mean informing yourself just in general. And you know what? This other person could really argue. I can see how she was probably so frustrated with Amy and me because we were, it, we were like, I realized honestly, she is the reason that I started learning a lot of, of a lot about things because I started doing research because she had said like don't be complicit and then when things started affecting me or when I started realizing because we did we were like we we admit it we had our head, heads in the sand because quote it didn't affect us but we woke we woke up and we've learned and the thing is she already knew so already this knew. is it she knows now but she is, she is really putting choosing. her head in the sand she's she deliberately putting her head in the sand so i think that's the difference the yeah and i don't want it's not that we're talking oh. all bad it's just this is like it's so frustrating on both ends yeah. you know well, and, we we all oh. have a person in our life that's that way and we and listen i, I understand why people get mad at people who like Trump? I understand it because if if you're only looking at it a certain way, it's completely understandable. Um, I, like I've always said, I didn't like Trump on The Apprentice. I thought he was an arrogant ass, you know. So I get why people don't like his personality, but I do think he represented his policies represented something that a lot of us Americans wanted, and that's that's the conversation that a lot of people who hate him so much don't want to have. They don't want to understand why we why voting for Hillary felt like the wrong thing to do. And, well, and they, they didn't want to understand and they never had a chance to understand because the media never right tried to explain yeah well, they, they, that's they right. the narrative of he's a okay you know, well let's talk about me. that let's talk about that trump went to twitter in large part because he said the mainstream won't cover what i'm saying or what i think so twitter was his medium that's how he communicated to the masses like it or not now if the mainstream had just been fair in a lot of their reporting, and there wasn't this agenda, which we now know was there, by the way. I mean, go look at the Durham report. Uh, come on. There was a lot of people who hated him and wanted him out. But what happens when there's censorship? It drives people to find other ways to handle things that you won't like. For example, this podcast would not exist. If right. The extreme, that the pendulum wasn't swinging so far one way that it had to wake you and Amy up. And you and right. Amy said, she was right. We have been complacent. She's right. right. We do need to be informed. And so you got informed. She didn't like your conclusions on that information, but you got informed. And this is what happens when you censor and try to control. The whole thing with COVID, now you call them conspiracy theories. We're going to get into some today. But that happens. Why? Because when we start to see that certain information is not being disclosed, that people are lying, that there seems to be an agenda that does not follow. And you ask questions. Right. You're asking questions. Like and why? why? Then these thoughts, when the journalists don't do their job, 
with journalistic integrity and curiosity and fairness and objectivity, this is what happens. We've had no journalists that we could trust in the last, I don't know how long, that we could say, yep, we know that they're being fair in their representation of what is going on here. Mm -hmm. We're not dumb. We're not dumb. We're not we're, some yeah. of us are not dumb. Like we're not, you know, we are going to ask why we're going to say, huh, that doesn't make sense. Why is that? You know, yep. you just can't pull the wool over everyone's eyes. And yeah, it is driving a bunch. I of just think the, the, the not necessarily dumb, but the, the dumb people or the misinformed are that number is getting less and less, but yeah. they were counting on the misinformed. They were counting on that large group that was like, okay, just who should I vote for? Y'all tell me. Or yeah. just going by hearsay or the, what did um, Brett call it? Like the superficial skimmers, you right. know, because, and when you do the superficial skimmers, you're only going to get the headlines. But when you actually go dive in, you know, when you actually read an article or read a study, that's when you really be like, you're really like, oh, wait a minute, they're skewing this. Well, for example, uh, the, the fact that our inflation is at a, at the highest it's been in over 40 years, eight and a half percent. And Biden is still saying it's Putin's price hike. Okay. <laughs> We're, this is an example of how, Americans are not, we're not dumb. Okay. We're not dumb, okay? Because only 6% in like what, an NBC poll, I think it was? Yeah, a it was uh, NBC. Yeah, it was NBC poll. I got it right here. Do you want to play okay. it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, let's play it. Biden is trying to label this Putin's uh, price hike. But most Americans, according to an NBC News poll, are not buying that. Only 6% blame Putin. Most believe President Biden's policies are very much to blame. We're not buying it. So, you know, we are not, you can't just sit here and say things anymore because people are waking up. They are realizing like, uh, this is probably could have happened for decades where, you know, you, the president says something, he blames someone else, the media runs with it. And we all just say, okay, yeah, that's probably, yeah. No, not anymore. Yeah. No, because we have video evidence and we've screen recorded and we've saved it and we've made rumble links and we will ke- catch you in those lies. You can't do it. You just can't do it. There's too many people paying attention now. The, the more they try to shut people like us up, the more it's going to grow. That's what I'm telling America right now. If you if you think you're going to shut out everybody that does not buy the BS at this point, you are dead wrong. It will only grow. All you've done is thrown fuel on our fire. We are three American women, mothers, wives, business owners who had no time to record a podcast and, and, and grow a following of people to help have these conversations. We didn't have it, but guess what? The more you squeezed us in, the more the woke activists messaged us and said things like our white privilege was showing for speaking up for freedom of speech on topics that had nothing to do with color, you woke the sleeping mama bears up and the <laughs> sleeping papa bears up. And if you think we're gonna go back to sleep and we're going to somehow fall in line when the next COVID variant comes out or the next mandate comes out, you are dead wrong. And I hate to tell you, but the many people on the side of wanting to know the truth come armed. And that is what America has that Australia and Canada don't have. You have have an armed citizenry that is not about, many of them are not about, and I'm not, listen, I'm not threatening violence. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, that if it comes down to you trying to do things like put me in prison for a protest, kind of like what happened in Canada, it's mm. not going down well. It, it no. never comes back <laughs> to our DNA as Americans, give me liberty or give me death. There are hills we'll die on now. Why? Because we know if we don't fight on those hills, our children don't have a future as Americans in the way that our founding fathers wanted them to have. And you, if you don't think what's going on in other countries would ever come here, you need to think again. Because if you haven't seen what's going on in Shanghai, it is horrific, horrific. And when you're talking about these, you know, facilities, they're separating parents and children. Um, if they test positive, they are taking animals out of homes and euthanizing them, y'all. There are horrific videos of animals and you don't even want to see them. Yeah. But no, they're disturbing. People, it's so disturbing. And they're doing it because the p- people, the humans in the house had COVID. Okay. This is absurd. It is scary. It is not based in science. It is just, it, it looks like it is from a, a movie that would have never happened. A sci-fi movie. There are like yeah. 
yeah. robotic drones walking the streets with a megaphones telling everybody to stay inside. They're locked. This is a city of like 25 million. It's like our, it's like China's New York city. It's like their home for the technology, the government, all the things, Shanghai, 25 million people or something like locked inside, can't even go out on their balconies. If they're seen on their balconies, then their bank accounts are debited. Like they take money from them because, and because drones are flying all over the place, watching facial recognition. I mean, it's stuff out of a freaking sci-fi movie. And this is happening right now. And how many of y'all are seeing this on mainstream media? How many of these are being reported on, you know, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News? They're I mean, starved, I don't know. They're I'm, like starving to death. They have no food, no water. They're out, they're screaming from their, you know, balconies. I think there, I saw a video of like everybody on their balconies, like screaming, like they're, they're not, some are jumping to their deaths because they cannot, yeah. they don't want they just don't want to do this anymore. And again, I mean, this is what happens when a government gets so big, it can control its people. This is communism folks. This is communism. So when you hear these woke activists talking about how communism is not all bad, they have, they've never lived in communism. They've never lived in it. And, and one of the most eye-opening experiences I have had in recent years was after the election, being down in Florida, in Miami, with a lot of Cubans. And I want to say 80% of Cubans voted for Trump. I want to say down in that part of Florida. It was a very high population. And I was talking to a man on the, who was working for one of the hotel chains on the beach, and he was taking um, chairs. His job was to take chairs on and off the beach. And we struck up a conversation, we started talking about everything, and somehow it got into the recent election. I think there were some people protesting or celebrating, I can't remember. And he said, life was so much better under Trump than it was under Obama. And we said, how so? He said, I made about $5,000 in tips under Obama, but under Trump, I made 10,000. And he said, he said, when Everybody can do well. And he said, when the rich get rich, even the poor can get richer. And he understood that trickle down economic theory, which is, you know, when people are spent putting more money into the economy, people in the service industry can do better. But what was so striking and where he got so passionate, he goes, I've come from Cuba. I've come from communism. I came here to get away from communism. And Americans just voted communism into their country with the Biden administration. We've heard a lot of people say that yes. from other countries. Yes. A lot. We've mm -hmm. met several people. Uh, said their, yes. Yep. Their policies were built on a lot of communist and socialist policies. And that's not, that's not a rumor. You can go look at it. I mean, look at critical race theory. That is, that is built out of a socialist policy. Uh, or I, look, I hope all these migrants that are com, com, coming across the border, if they think they're coming to a free country, that's all going to change. That is all going to change. But they're well, getting a free cell phone. That, yeah. Amy, tell them. What, tell them. <laughs> so, and they're also getting a free bus ride to oh, D.C. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So, okay. We, we talked about last week, Title 42 is getting ready to be strip so, so it's getting ready to get way worse but um apparently illegal aliens coming across are being given by our government a, a free cell phone so that um they can be check in get you know check in with uh the government i guess to I show know, up for to their show up maybe thing. for their court date or something and I, I was we were like no this cannot be real but i sent you the clip of actual uh jen Saki talking about it I mean, Jen Psaki. Don't believe us. Believe her because anything she her. says she, is true. You don't have to believe No, her. no, it is not true. But if she's saying it, because listen, let's be real. She didn't call that. She denied that the Democrats were at a super spreader event last week. Remember when they all got COVID? Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn lie because I mean, they 29, were. At least 29 people got it. But because they were, what, triple vaccinated and oh, something uh, else, her reason. It could have been so much worse, though, y'all. Mm, could have been. Right. But we're going to talk about that, too. Because, by the way, the, the, the data does not show that that vaccine has made people less susceptible to contracting or spreading. In fact, the latest data from last week shows makes them more so, but we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Okay, I think this is the one, Amy, let me see, hold on. Yeah, here's Jen. 
Here's Miss Saki. Thank God she's in Denver on immigration. Our team in Texas is uh, saying that you guys are starting to give smartphones to border crossers, hoping that they'll use the phones to check in or uh, to be tracked. Uh, which part of that is supposed to deter people from crossing illegally into the states? Well, I, I think you of all people, since you've asked me a range of questions on this topic over time, would recognize that we need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are and we can track and, and we can check in with them. Oh, did she slip up and say track? Track. She said track. Woo! But checking in with them, what they going to do? They've already lost like thousands of people. They're not thousands. tracking these okay. people. They're going to use that phone. They'll never answer that phone or they'll throw it in the trash and there'll be money wasted. Or they'll sell it. They'll or they're solid. I mean, They'll who knows? They'll sell it for cash. Who knows? Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. Um, so, but here's the good news. Free bus trips to D.C. I hope they're unloading on the front lawn of the White House is what I hope. I know that's not happening, but they are sending Texas governor, Governor Abbott, is sending bus. Uh, the first bus load arrived in Washington, D.C. this week because he told the Biden administration, you want to keep letting these people in? They're not going to be Texas's problem anymore. We're going to send them to you. Yep. I mean. And they did. People thought it was a threat. And then he did. I think the second bus went today or last yeah, night, right? Yep. So they're just, they're right near the Capitol. And I don't know yep. what happens from here, but, you know, people are saying this is, what was that article, Holly, that you read? It was the headline about, the, it was so gross what Texas was oh, doing. Oh, this is so funny, y'all. So um, I, I like to see how different uh news agencies report right like how do they report the news and it's so glaringly obvious in fact go follow we mentioned them a lot all sides now i think they even did a thing on it so that you could see um how each side is covering it but get this so the hill which is considered more centrist and the blaze their headlines were the same okay the blaze would be far right bus with migrants sent by texas governor arrives in dc the Blaze said first bus of illegal immigrants from Texas arrives in D.C. Here's how the Daily Beast said it. And again, journalistic integrity and trying to remain neutral and neutrality in reporting is important. Nope, Daily Beast does not get that. Texas follows through with gross stunt of dumping migrants in D.C. What, what's gross? Tell me, Amy, as a former Democrat, what's gross about that? <laughs> uh I would say that I was a Democrat only because I, this is when I was at my head, my head is, I didn't know anything. So I can't really like speak from an informed Democrat's perspective. Um, I see nothing as, as gross is just an adjective. Like that's all perspective. Why don't you ask somebody who lives on the Texas border if it's gross? There you go. The people whose towns are being flooded with illegal immigrants. And I, I want someone to do a study on what's going on with crime down there on some of these towns. I'm just curious. Maybe it's not changed at all. But it'd be interesting. And notice that, like, people aren't reporting on that. No, Texas, not at all. Local Texas. And, yeah. you know, Biden and Kamala still have not gone to the border. Still. Where's our... Well, we're the they're cricket. not in charge. Let's be real. <laughs> they are the puppets of the administration. But I am convinced... I don't think Kamala knows how to be in charge and you can fight me on it all you want to as a woman. He does not know how to talk. They no, act like they she can't like form a sentence. One second back like in It's what, embarrassing. February of 2021, they acted like they cared for a second. Just like everything else, they act like they care about stuff and then nothing, nothing happens. This is care. the this is the politician. Yeah, this this is a typical politician. Republican, Democrat, I don't care. The lifelong politician is a lifelong politician. Yep. You can't, you can't get and, it out. And you can go read a book called Profiles in Corruption by Peter Schweitzer that talk, that exposes her whole political career. It is eye-opening, cited with sources, like pages and pages of sources. Profiles and what? Profiles in Corruption by Peter Schweitzer. It's so good. That's how I ever really knew much about her. When yeah, you to, you've mentioned that before, but I was going to write but, that down. Let me just tell you also, I mean, I, we would hope as women that when we were going to have the first female vice president, that it would be more of a Margaret Thatcher type of class and intelligence. And instead, we get the like laughing hyena. Like, I'm so, I, it's, it's embarrassing. Exactly it's embarrassing. That. And I don't know if that's a nervous thing that she has. And I like, I shouldn't. Sorry for making fun. I probably shouldn't. But like it's 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 it just she loses all credibility and also when she talks in a way that it's does it make sense but 
y'all, I mean, our own president doesn't make sense either. So no, not just shade on Kamala. Did y'all hear like when he talked about, he used the word prostitute in a sentence that I was like, I'm still confused. What he is well, talking there was about. one he said like America can be summed up in one word, and, and then, then he, he talks about he going to China with Xi with Xi Jinping yeah. or whatever, and like yeah. marching through the foothills. I mean, we were like, we never what? heard the one word. And see, Kamala, she's just she just says a lot of words, just words. Yes, yeah. together there is yeah. no substance behind anything she says. If if there is, show me. And look, it this isn't just about attacking character. Let's let's think about this. Just think. Can you even imagine her controlling our entire country? Just like we can't imagine because it's not happening because he's losing control, Biden controlling our country. But just like having an actual conversation, regardless of whether you laugh a lot, I mean, I'll laugh if I'm nervous or whatever. I mean, I get that, but I could never take on that role either. I would right. never you try. Running yeah. for vice you president. Right, right. I mean, that is a very it's a major role. Major. You need to be ready to lead. You need to be yeah. ready to take charge and, you know, have meaningful conversations. Mm. Well, mm. I still don't trust her relationship with Obama. Not trying to start a rumor. Oh. Oh, no, no. I do not trust their relationship at all. They have been like this since she was in San Francisco. They kind of came up through the ranks together. And did you see the video of them at the White House where Biden was kind of like left? Yes. Yeah. That was gross. That was gross. I'm sorry. Like that's I felt bad for him. I real I, I truly I did. I felt bad for him too. I was like, sad. God, that is sad. I was like, that is sad. There is so much elder abuse that's going on in that situation. But it was almost like in a moment, it was almost like I thought, man, what am I seeing here? Am I seeing who's really running the show? That it's mm. not Kamala, but is it is it Obama? You know, is it the one who always said he'd like another term, but he would like to do it from behind closed doors? Is it that one? Because it just, I don't trust their relationship. And I don't even understand how, I know they were looking for a woman of color to run as vice president. So she may have just been, excuse the term, token. And I hate to say that, but that's what it is. If that's what you're asking. He said that about the Supreme Court justice. 100%. That's why you get to use that word if that's what you're trying to do. But like, she was so unqualified and not popular. Like, I don't know, the only way she could help the ticket is if someone really wanted to vote for just a woman of color and didn't care what she stood for, which there are right. people who would do Which that. I think probably a lot of people did do that. Well, you know? and that's, and, that's oh, it, the way our if country's you, going, is basing you, everything off of color of race. Well, and if you combine that with a hatred of Trump, I mean, yeah. that was, of course, that was a very easy vote. And it did get a lot more people up off the couch to go vote because sure. it wasn't to vote for something. Sure. It was to vote oh. something out. You know, well, I'm going to call out all the women who put on your social media the day that she was elected okay. vice president, that you were so glad your daughter has someone that she can look up to. You still feel that way. I would love to hear from you. If you're still proud, if you're still proud because, and if you're going to say, well, she proved that a woman could do it, honey, there were other women who could have proven that. Absolutely. But the way that she got into power in California, go read it. It's mm. not the up and up. Okay. It's not. It's not. Yeah. She was sleeping with the mayor who was married. That's confirmed. She was the other woman. And then uh, he kept putting her into positions if I made her like the DA. Like, I'm just saying, it's not what you want your daughter to do. It's not. Mm. But again, if you're not informed on who she is, or what she's about. <laughs> If you don't know who she is and what she's about, do you see what I'm saying? Then you just say, this is what we're doing in this country. We're taking people based on race and gender or whatever they identify as, and we're making them the spokesperson for something that they have no business being the spokesperson for. Right. Okay. And okay. And let's go back for, before we get off the Biden Kamala train, which God knows we wish we could get off today, but we can't. <laughs> Um, let, us off. Let, us off. let us off the train. Um, can we talk about the laptop situation? Uh, oh, oh my gosh. That well, also the, the money, the buy, who was it that got money? The yeah. Oh, like, so, 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 well, this is, I mean, every day there's something, this is like the biggest scandal of all time and, and nobody seems to uh, care, I guess. Once again, imagine if this was Trump's okay. son. So yeah. Imagine we tell you the story, but we say, uh, Donald Trump's brother or Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. Okay. Did y'all know CBS News reported um, that the president's brother, President Biden's brother, re received a $17 million wire from China, the Chinese Communist Party. Okay. 
Whoa. Oh, that's nothing. $17 million. Like what, what did he get that for? What was that what, for? What was, was that, that for? His fee for like consulting for something. Is that was, what they said? Like 17 million. Um, Man, 17 we have the wrong last name then. Cause I could consult I mean, with something. <laughs> could you imagine if it said Donald Trump Jr. Received a $17 million wire from Russia? Nobody no. would stop talking about it. Like it would be every damn where. Everywhere. everywhere. So if you're going to call corruption on one side, be prepared to admit it when it's the other side. Like well, that's just what it's so well, And not only that, y'all, the Hunter Biden laptop situation, honestly, if you listen to it, Charlie Kirk has done several episodes now, really learning and diving deep and in interviewing different people. Um, and Rudy Giuliani is one of them. But um, that they had the laptop and there are hor horrific pictures on there. And there's a lot of information on there that everybody was brushing, under, you know, sweeping under the table like they do every damn thing else. And now we find out some more of this, you know, stuff well, too. And then, and then the president of the United States said, I don't get into business dealings with my son, which we now know is not true. Also oh. said he didn't know anything about this laptop or that he denied that it was his son's. Y'all know good and well early on, someone said, oh, oh they got, they got his laptop. Y'all know he knew that. Uh, he flat out lied. And we have, and then there's video proof of even when they were trying to interview, when Trump would try to call it out and everybody would say, no, that's a lie. That's not going to yes. do it. We're not going to talk Russian about that. You know, you know yes. that that's information. Yes. And now yes. it's coming out. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's no. talking about that. If well, you want to know more about the laptop, there's a book. So there's this um, Miranda Devine. Miranda Devine wrote a book. She has like dove in, div in, di di dived. She, yeah, she's dead. She has done. <laughs> okay, we're gonna need an English grammar. lesson. She grammar, but whatever it is, you know what we're talking about. Okay, she did went, a deep dive. Yeah, she did a deep dive on this laptop, <laughs> and she wrote a book called "Laptop from Hell: Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide." So, if you want to know more Ooh. about this laptop. This lady has gone into it. She knows everything about it. She's seen it I all. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, so she does. put that on your reading list. I'm going to go order that. I wonder if we can write reviews on that since we can't mm. write reviews on um, the real um, Anthony Fauci. Yeah, can't write reviews on that, even though it's a bestseller. All right. Should we play? Do y'all want to play the Hunter laptop story? The five on Fox News talking about it. Should we, should we play that? Yeah. Just where so people can hear it. Yeah, I have it right here. And yeah. I mean, again, it's off Fox News. We know Fox hates Biden. So, I mean, Take, yeah. you know, consider that. All right, that's the inherent bias. But it's fascinating what they're talking about. Just take a listen. Let me see if I can get this to play. Come on, Jesse. It's Jesse Waters is who you're going to hear. Here it comes, finally, I think. Um, while this is coming up, though, um, you know, the thing that that is so ironic is them calling it Russian disinformation but that's the whole time they were the ones colluding the 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 left what appears that the left has been colluding with russia on this stuff do you see what i'm saying like it's 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 irony that what oh, they yeah. accused trump of was what they oh yeah that, it seems the, like yeah, that's what they were doing. isn't that called deflection we're used to that yeah yeah we what 100 um okay y'all for some reason I don't know why I can't, it's, it's not wanting to play. All right, we'll get it in just a second, but moving on. Um, so we can maybe, and maybe we can come back if I can get it to pull up. But one of the things that we can tell you to do is um, maybe we can put it up on our stories or something after this airs, but in any case, just go look at it. Just go look at the stuff that was on there and the conversations that were had. I don't even know where, I don't even know where to tell people to look anymore. Cause I don't know what's still available, but Clearly, the Biden family has international relationships built off of him being vice president and perhaps senator before that, that have put him in an unfair position of money and power based on his elected position. And that's illegal. And it's the very thing they were accusing Trump of. Remember when they said he threatened the Ukrainian president? It was not a good conversation. And Trump said it was a great conversation. And he released it. And even the Ukrainian president said, oh, it was fine. Remember this? They were accusing him of the very thing they're doing and that they're guilty of. Oh. This book, um, the, part of the description of it, it says it's a treasure trove of corporate documents, emails, text messages, photographs, and voice recordings spanning a decade. The laptop provided the first evidence that President Joe Biden was involved in his son's ventures in China, Ukraine, and beyond, despite his repeated denials. 
This intimate insight into Hunter's dissolute lifestyle shows he was incapable of holding down a job, let alone being paid tens of millions of dollars in high-powered international business deals by foreign interests, unless he had something else of value to sell, which of course he did. He was the son of the vice president who would go on to become the leader of the free world. I do have that clip from Jesse, if you want me to play it. Yeah, I got it right here. Can y'all hear it? Tell me if you can't hear it, all right? CBS News, Jessica, just reported that the president's brother took a $17 million wire from the communist Chinese. What did he do for the Chinese, Jessica? He was a consultant. Sure he was. I'm going to look at this objectively, all right? Because you know I'm Mr. Objective. You are. I'm Emma Applebaum, whatever her name is. That's her name. Yes. Okay. This story has international intrigue. It has Chinese spies. It has diamonds. It has prostitutes it has impeachment it has a big tech conspiracy it has crack at the chateau marmont it has strippers it has the president's brother it has obama's team worried i mean this story is the juiciest story we've ever had to her to say that this is an interesting please donald trump jr got heat for taking a meeting with a russian Hunter took a diamond from a Chinese guy. How's that not a big deal? My goodness. You're saying if all of a sudden 150 wires were flagged by the Treasury Department coming into Trump family bank accounts, suspicious activity, money laundering, fraud, tax evasion, Donald Trump didn't have one suspicious flag on a Treasury wire. Not one came up. How do I know? Because if he did, it would have been leaked. Yeah. And Obama and, and, and Biden's family had over 150 suspicious transactions. And that's an objective Treasury nerd going, oh my God, this just popped up. CBS News. I mean, that's y'all. I mean, y'all, if you want some drama entertainment, Go get that book and read about this laptop. It'll probably, bl- I mean, we need to read about it. We need to read the whole thing. You have to get that audio and just make my, yeah. I'm just going to go walk for like 15 hours and listen yeah. to it. And listen to it. Well, I think it's important to know what's on there because it certainly is a reflection of what, I mean, there's, there's content on there that points back to our current administration, our sitting president of the United States and what he was doing as vice president. And, and, and this was out before the election and we have undercover video uh, I believe was it was it CNN that was like we couldn't talk about it couldn't talk about it they were told not to cover it because they were afraid it would swing the election to Trump mm-hmm. you know and listen mm-hmm. do y'all think that China wanted Trump to be president I want everybody to consider this just think do you think China wanted Trump to be president he was sticking it to them on tariffs <laughs> and and shipping and you know, uh, the, the sell of products in the United States from China because he knew it was hurting American manufacturing and his policies were not pro-China. They were pro-American. Do you think they wanted Trump as president? No. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. And I can only imagine that Russia didn't want Trump as president either because <laughs> they could have invaded Ukraine years ago when he first said, Putin first said he wanted to do it. And Trump says that he told him, don't do it, we'll bomb Moscow. Don't do it, we'll bomb Moscow. He never did it. So if you just look at how many people did not want Trump to be president, besides those of you who were offended by mean tweets and, um, you know, you just didn't like his personality, there's a lot of people who did not want Trump to be the United States president. And so it's going to be interesting to find out in the coming years, if it's ever disclosed, what involvement China and Russia could have had in right. any of this. Maybe it was nothing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it was anything. Who knows? But we know it doesn't look like they wanted Trump to be our president either. So, all right. Let me ask y'all this: uh, subway shooter in New York City. Mm. Where are the activists? Because this uh, was a big. Know, this was yeah. A big I want you to play that. I want you to play that clip. But I also want you to see because right when we right before we hopped on, I found this. Uh, yeah, go. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. because we're talking oh, yeah. about if, people, if people have not heard about the New York City subway shooting, um, the New York City mayor. Should we should we have him do the clip first, and then oh. I can tell you what the what sure. the mayor said. Okay, sure. And you guys, he fired 33 times, injuring 29 people, uh, 10 with gunshot wounds. Posted videos for quite some time that were threatening 
this kind of harm. He was arrested at least 12 times by the New York uh, Police Department between 84 and 98 and was known for a record of terrorist threats in New Jersey, according to the New York Police Department. So this was not somebody, this was not surprising to some people when he goes and shoots up a subway in New York City. But let's hear him in his own words here. And hopefully it's gonna, y'all, I think there's something with the Insta, oh, here we go, let's try this. And I tell the American Negro this, I keep telling you the same thing. White people and black people, as we call ourselves, should not have any contact with each other. You still refuse to understand this. You wanna make up a story about some Jesus and the Bible said dumb shit. They don't see it that way. They hate guts. And why do they hate your guts? Because they know that your rightful place is as a slave in this country. They know that. You're the only one that doesn't realize that. And now you want to be equal to them by force. They didn't choose to elect. They didn't elect to make you equal. You had to force them to make you an equal. And now they're just getting more angry and more angry. The anger is building, building up. And it, nothing can happen here differently than what happened over in Europe with the Jew. I mean, he's basically, I mean, that's mental illness. I think we can all agree. That's some serious right. mental illness. And it seems like it's racially motivated. It uh, is. If you ask me, but I'm sure that that will never be said out loud. But no. I think these white women married to white men with white children. We, first of all, when he says they, don't want you, yada, yada, yada. In, girls, in our circles of all the white people that we are and know, do you know anyone that feels that way? Anybody? Not a single person. Literally Never. Not, not one. Never. Not one. We wouldn't be friends with someone, first of all, who did feel that way. That's not, that's not who we are. That so, has got to be the literal, the, the minor, the, such a minority situation in this, in this country, people who feel like that. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I hope people don't think that the majority of people think like that because, yeah. uh, but you know, it's just the three of us sitting here talking from our experience, but I can say, but I will tell you this, this is what um, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, it, the headline says, he calls out Black Lives Matter after a spate of shootings. He says, we can't be hypocrites. So it's not just that subway shooting, but there were several. It says Democratic New York City Mayor Eric Adams called out Black Lives Matter after a series of shootings that left Black victims dead on Wednesday. Um, he said, where are all those who stated Black Lives Matter, Adams asked. Do an analysis. This is still his quote here. Do an analysis of who was killed or shot last night. I was up all night speaking to my commanders in the Bronx in Brooklyn. The victims were Black. The lives of these Black children that are dying every night matter. We can't be hip hypocrites. Right. End quote. That's exactly what we talked about last week is that, you know, Black Lives Matter, but but do they matter when it's a drive-by shooting in Chicago or whatever? Like, it only matters no, BLM is in their mansion and yeah, wherever they, they just they bought right it. now. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Right. But, but I think what we want to point out here is where's the marching? Where's the rioting? Because a black man hated white people and decided to shoot right. up. And we, we need to call out the freaking FBI here too. Like the FBI, right. it's like they pick and choose too. It's selective because this guy was on an FBI watch list from what we, we read something there. And they said, if they're on the a watch list, that means they're connected to terrorism in some way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I haven't fact checked that. That's just what this post is. But I would imagine if you're on a watch list for FBI, you've done some really shady shit. Okay. It says he was on the watch list until being cleared in 2019, though his social media still contained calls to violence. Okay. And to Excuse be on a me. watch list, you have to, you must participate in a terrorist attack, associate with terrorists or be related to a terrorist or be suspected of committing a terror attack. So uh, mind you, this guy had been, had he been arrested? So we were looking him up, like he's had a lot of different charges and and I just want to circle back to January 6th, the people who were involved in that or supposedly involved in that, no violence. You know, I'm not saying it was OK to go into the White House or whatever, you know, but they many of them have been in solitary confinement, solitary confinement, and they well, did not kill anybody. There was no violence. They were actually invited in. 
there's no coverage of what these people on January 6th specifically did. You know, we did see the coverage. Obviously, watching it unfold was like appalling personally. You it know, was. when I was watching them in in the the guy with the weird suit on, yes. I mean, that right. was so weird. And also watching the guards let people in the doors, that was weird. That I just remember thinking, what is happening? You know, and the fact that we knew people there on site, not in the Capitol, but they had been at the speech with the president. If you would interview them guys on their stories there, no one, not one person we've interviewed, you know, off air who was there, not at the Capitol, but at, you know, at that, the President Trump's speech that day said that this was even in their brains to do. It was not coerced. You know, they didn't feel coerced into doing it. They didn't feel like it was like, let's all go to the Capitol and storm the Capitol. So, I a lot think, of them didn't even know it was happening because it was, was only on one and, side of the of the building, wasn't it? Well, yeah. the, you know, there was a lot of people there, and that we the, they didn't have the speech was not at the Capitol, right? So, right. so here's the thing, though, guys, is I wish there was more media coverage over the individual incidents, what they are accused of doing, what they did. But the media is dead silent on any. All they use is the media coverage we saw that day. And then that's it. And and I have since and how can the FBI, if this is the biggest, if they are saying this is the biggest terrorist attack in our world or in our or in our country, why hasn't the FBI solved that? I mean, well, this then, day and age. And, well, just and like the, the satellite cameras were down, right? It's like, well, yeah, surveillance cameras. We only got certain footages that ended up being censored. And then now, like, where was that? We just saw something where it's like all these different places, that all these different shootings and stuff. The surveillance was down. Surveillance was down. Jeffrey Epstein. All of a sudden, like, it's very the coincidental. They weren't working for certain things. They just weren't so, working. So they're saying the cameras were not working on the subway that day, wherever mm-hmm. the shooting happened. Okay. But it is weird. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, they said the cameras weren't working. The dying, he killed himself, right? The Las Vegas shooting. Las Vegas shooting. The this is some of the ca- and listen, as a person who owns businesses with security cameras, I don't, there may have been once in 20 some years, I remember our cameras going down. And we've had to look back for break-ins and all different kinds of things. Y'all, I mean, and the way that they know how to surveil us, track yes. us, watch us. They have Come traffic ca- light cameras that see if you get a red light, they'll send you a ticket in the mail. Um, the Patriot Act, you know, is it's like so much spying and looking up and, and you're going to tell, and you're going to try to tell us that like, oh, the cameras were down. Yeah, I, on, I some, just, on some of the biggest. just don't buy that. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. weird. And I mean, I don't know. Subways are gross. Have y'all been on a New York subway in the last few years? Like yeah. disgusting. Oh, I could tell stories for days. Nasty. Um, so, you know, may, maybe maybe that's not a maybe that's not some nefarious thing that somebody shut those down so this could happen. We don't. We have no it's idea. We can think about you just, think, just just think with that, just marinate on it. Just, just pay attention it. to the number of incidents where they say the cameras were down because we because yeah. because I mean that's that's just weird. That's weird. But hey, weird. It could be a total coincidence. We really don't know. We're not gonna say. Um, okay, let's just talk about masks before we get off of here. Um, the CDC extended the mask mandate on airlines for just what a few more weeks. And Sorry. yes, we are still talking about masks. I Go mean, on. if they could just provide the evidence that masks are super beneficial, it'd be easier to understand. But why is it? Why is it? Now, in most of the country, we don't have to wear masks. In North Carolina, we don't have to wear masks. In Florida, Lord, they didn't wear masks a lot. By the way, there was a report that came out that said that New York and California did amongst the worst over the last two years, and their handling of COVID in Florida was among the best. So ironic, considering how demonized Florida was by the mainstream media. Mm. But in any case, why does COVID only live on airplanes? It doesn't. It doesn't. And the CEO of several CEOs of the airlines even testified in Congress, uh, I think it was in December of 2021, saying that the the airplane like circulation in the air is actually the best and cleanest that you can be in. Like that is actually the place where you never should have had to wear a mask. It's like HEPA filtered and recycled every 30 seconds or something crazy. And and I'm on a, um, I'm going to Greece in June and once I arrive in Europe, 
I'm pretty sure there are certain countries in Europe, the, the, the airlines are not mandating masks. So I think I can take my mask off once I get there. And unless hopefully by June we'll be done here in the US too. But again, make policies based in science and fact, not in some type of, of perpetuating some idea of safety that is not real. If a policy okay, changes per state, state. What's that? Yeah, I said, if a policy changes per state or per city or per circumstance, that's not science. No, that's not science. No, and then okay. Philly, Philly, by the way, bless that's you Philadelphians, but y'all gonna have to go back to the mask now, apparently. Ooh. Don't do You're it. About 100, 140 cases a day in Philly, 140 y'all. So let's slap a mask on there and let's prevent, so, let's see how that works. Mandatory indoor masking. But, but y'all this morning, so uh, the three of us are on an email thread with Dr. McCullough and uh, Garrett Vandenbosch, a lot of these um, guys that we just are in awe of their scientific brains and what they can understand. But one of the doctors on there, one of the PhDs, sent in this positivity rate of COVID by vaccination status, and it was for Walgreens. And it was for May 5th through May 11th of 2022. And guess what it showed? That the percentage of people not vaccinated that had a positive test was 6.5%. And 6.5% was the lowest rate of positivity for COVID. This is in line with what we're seeing in Europe as well, with the Europe modeling is showing the same thing, that if you're vaccinated, whether it was of one dose, two doses more than five months ago, two doses less than five months ago, three doses within the last five months, three doses in the more than five months, it didn't matter. All of those categories were at 11, 12, 16%, while the unvaccinated was at 6.5%. Now, you could say unvaccinated people are not likely to go get tested. Why? They're not afraid of COVID. Why? Because they know that they know how to treat COVID early and survive it. So that could be a, a factor. But the point is, there's not a lot of evidence showing that these have been successful. There are the certainly most evidence. vaccinated, right? The most vaccinated had the highest percentage. Yeah, so not even comparing unvaccinated to vaccinated. Let's just look at the percentages there and it's dose dependent. The, one, yeah, okay. the ones that the three doses within the last five months had the highest percentage of positive cases. I mean, that has to make you think, y'all. Oh, all right, speaking of thinking, because we do have to wrap this up because we got to go get our cheering. Um, but it, I don't know how many people sent this to us. And it, I mean, if you're not seeing this, you know, you're under a rock. You're living under a rock. But Dr. Artis, um, who he actually has been really good, he is the one that like really like opened my eyes to all of the remdesivir um bs like with fauci um he has some great information i mean and that's how i found all my studies on remdesivir from dr artis like just pointing us all in the right direction so i did i mean i loved that that's that's got me on that that path but he just came out with a kind of a mind-blowing interview on the Stu peters show and he's been in a lot of different ones since then and it's called watch the water um and it is a very very interesting um like theory and hypothesis. And I want to like, get, you know, really just put that out there, y'all, that this is a theory and it is a, I mean, a, I mean, it is a believable theory, but you also have to listen with discernment. This is what we want everybody to hear. I really encourage you to go listen to it. We would love to hear your feedback, but what were you saying? How, like, you just can't just jump right into it because it, it is hard. Like you listen to it and it, it, it's like when you listen to a lot of things, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. This makes all, all make sense. But sometimes you have to step back and just really look at the broad picture. And we, before we really want to talk about all of it, because I know a lot of people want to know our thoughts. It's so mind blowing and overwhelming. I, I, the whole time I was listening, I was like, I need to look this up. I need to go look this up and just take a moment yeah. to like really figure this out. So yeah. If, if y'all find anything interesting, please send you, us if you're away, if but. You, we're not going to give full commentary on it until we've done our own research, right? And I personally felt there was a lot of holes in what he said that, that are not provable at this point, but it doesn't mean that his hypothesis doesn't have some credibility to it. Um, because unless you can prove it doesn't, right, then you've got to consider it, as Kristen said, as a theory. What I think, too, we want to caution our listeners about is, Sometimes when there's someone like a Dr. McCullough or Dr. Malone or, um, you know, um, 
any of the people that we know are experts in their field. Yeah, any right? of them. Any of them. It's so easy to, if they say something, you oh, that must be right because I trust them, right? And you might do that with us. If you know us, you might say, well, I know Holly, Kristen, and Amy aren't going to put something out there that they don't, you know, they haven't fact checked and, and, and researched. Well, here's the truth. We try and we obviously try to never do that. And if we are hypothesizing, we try to say that. And if we are being biased, we try to declare the bias, right? Right. But don't just trust us either, because we're not trying to intentionally lead you astray any more than I think Dr. Artis would want to lead us astray. I think he's very sincere in what he sees and believes. However, we don't know, and we are yet to be convinced that what he's hypothesizing about is 100% true. And we're not alone. The other people that we respect have very similar thoughts. Uh, Steve Kirsch has put a statement out. Um, we would and Robert Mooney Jr. on Children's Health Defense. He yep, had an article, Steve Kirsch, his, his Substack. And honestly, it is. It's just something like, it's it's a good thing just to, this is, it's good practice to like, listen to something like this and to really step back and think, and y'all, even when Dr. McCullough sends us stuff, you know, yeah. personally, like yeah. I still go look up the study before I yeah. share, even if it's a, his tweet uh, that has a screenshot of it. I go look it up myself too, because right. there's just something about seeing it for yourself too. So yeah. that's why it's just hard for us to have like um, our specific opinion or commentary until we actually do that. You know? And we're not biologists. We, we, we're, you know, some of the stuff he gets into is so deep into human biology that it is not easy to even understand yeah. how those things work. And I, they use words I've never heard of in my life. So, I, you know, again, I don't even know with all the researching if I could come to the proper conclusions. However, we know there are people out there who could and we- We're waiting for them to do it. Well, hey, well, waiting <laughs> for open, uncensored debate on it because well, that's you know, how I, we can find the truth, right? Well, and that's the problem. That, that's yeah, it's not problem. about. It's not even about like where it came from or what it is. It's right. it's the fact that he had to do all of this to try and figure. He's found something just like because there's no trust in our system. Yes. I think it just all boils down to regardless of where it came from. Nobody's telling us the damn truth, and yes. nobody's admitting that they don't know. If you don't know, just say it. Yes. Say you I mean, just take ownership, just like what Bill Maher said, you know, just to, uh, will you just at least end with that clip or like throw that clip in there? Yeah. Um, I think it's only like 20 seconds. It, because did, did I not play it at the beginning where he says, I just, there's another one. I sent you another one that okay. said, um, I think yeah. it was the, one of the first ones where, where it just said, they just don't know. Yeah. That first one I sent to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So exactly. And hey, guys, here's the thing. Don't ruin your credibility by going all in on theories that you yourself cannot explain and prove. If you can't explain it and, and show evidence that is forming that decision, be really careful, because I think this is where critics will cast stones and call you crazy. And you may not be crazy at all. But just be careful before going all in on anything. This guy may be 100 percent right. But the truth is we don't know. And even though it's coming from a source that's been right, doesn't mean he's all right on this. Does that make sense? I feel like that's just right. kind of our message to, to our listeners. And uh, yeah, check out, we think Bill Maher sums it up well. My point of view is that we are still at the infancy of understanding how the human body works. So don't tell me things like, just do what we say. Don't question it. When have we ever been wrong? A lot. All the time. And wrong a lot. And you just don't know a lot. You haven't cured cancer. I'm not blaming you for that. I know you're trying, but, and I could name a thousand other things you haven't cured of Parkinson's and MS and Lyme disease. You just don't know very much. I'm, it's not an insult. You just don't. And, and just so everybody knows, he also mentions, Bill mentions Pfizer recalled all lots of the anti-smoking drug over a carcinogen presence in September of 2021. And this had been out for 14 years, safe and effective. And wait, and wait. Oh, and, and you know what the funny thing is? That if you look it up on the FDA website, it said that they, let's see, there is um, long-term of Chantix. Yes, yeah. Chantix, okay. 
they said long-term ingestion of in nitros, whatever it is, nitroso, varinicline, whatever it's called, maybe it may be associated with a theoretical potential increase cancer risk in humans, but there is no immediate risk to patients taking the medication. So they are going to recall a medicine, which I agree, that's fine. If there's a theoretical potential increased cancer risk, but when we have all of these reports in VAERS and all of these testimonies and all of these things proving about blood clots, myocarditis, and the uptick in cancer, don't you think that's theoretical or at least more than theoretical, but they're not going to pull that? Look at all the drugs that have been recalled. Look at Biox. Look at all of these drugs, y'all. And th because they don't know. And they're claiming that they know everything. And this is completely safe and effective for every single human being. And they only studied it for two months before authorizing it. Please yeah. just think. Just think. Thank you. And, and remember, there's a whole history of recalled drugs you don't see every day that we thought were safe that are not Tylenol safe for women for what, 40 years? I just now told, mm -hmm. are now telling pregnant women not to take Tylenol. And this is again, over what might be a very small risk, but they won't recall a vaccine over proven myocarditis and pericarditis. They right. won't recall, come on, come on. Right, right. Come on, that's they normalize it. wrong. Instead of pulling it off the market or halting it like other countries are doing for at least yep. the younger kids and the people who aren't most at risk, that risk benefit analysis is not the right ratio. They just normalize it. They are making it seem like myocarditis and pericarditis is normal. And I do want to, I know we were about to end, but there's one more thing that student athletes, that picture, because thank goodness there are some physician's offices that are not necessarily normalizing it and they are actually calling it out. Um, there is a practice in New Jersey, and this is the sign that they have out there for student athletes. It says student athletes, sports physicals are done primarily to make sure you are not at risk for sudden cardiac death on the playing field. And in bold print, it says COVID vaccinations affect your risk. In response to worldwide experience and vaccine adverse event monitoring, we are adopting a more precautionary sports physical sign off policy. If you have received doses of any COVID vaccine, we will not be able to clear you to compete in sports without performing lab work and possibly an echocardiogram to rule out potential heart damage. Why are physicians all over the place not doing something like this? Why are they completely just saying it's all safe and effective? Why? Ugh. At least I mean, there's some people that actually care and yeah. are withholding their Hippocratic oath. There you go. Go check out our uh, post this week too on Just Think on Instagram and Facebook. We do a whole clip from an Australian sports um, uh, a, a sports program where these the entire panel of sports journalists are talking about what is going on with these athletes and heart situations, and they call out the booster as the suspected cause. And again, that's something you're not seeing a lot of here. Why? because they are terrified of losing sponsorships. Go see how many, how many of these things Pfizer sponsors or some, some drug company sponsors. I'm telling you, follow the money, you'll find the corruption. Thank y'all for being with us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.